Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is The Two-Headed Serpent. It was written by Matthew Sanderson, Paul Fricker, and Scott Dorward, with editing by Mike Mason. It's available from the Chaosium website. Our game master is Matthew Sanderson, and this is episode 33. Now for the recap. You're listening to WITV Radio. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Matthew? Right, thank you very much, Tom. So, after last night's escapades, we awake to morning in New York. So I understand that obviously Tom, or rather um, Odd, uh, Gerhardt, Johnny's mum, and Zoe, you're all gonna be at the lab. Where is everyone else planning on staying? Uh, for instance, is the doctor also staying there or are you heading back to the place in Manhattan? Likewise, Connor and Magnus after he's finished he's doing his late night errands. Uh, whereabouts are you guys gonna be? Well, the secret, the, uh, the lab, where I can pour over what we recently acquired and also check in on um, the suit and see if the test's running on the living suitor complete yet. Yep, so all the uh, permutations and analysis of its uh, food nutrients is complete, so you can start replicating that with a very fairly commonly accessible material. So yep, you can certainly keep that, uh, keep that little suit of yours alive, babbling and begging for death. Mm -hmm. Most wonderful. <laughs> Does that um, I probably trying to sleep? I probably would have kept with uh, with my senseis, um, just mm -hmm. to kind of because he was getting that information for me. So I would have just waited yes. around probably um, until he had more information because obviously that will be quite helpful as it to mm -hmm. 
determine what I do next. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, in which case, well, we'll come, we'll come to you in a second then, because there will be a fairly early morning runner come to him with some, uh, with some information. Cool. And whereabouts is Connor? Well, like, there's this really warm machine in Adi's lab. Mm-hmm. Well, I got you a, a big old heat lamp thing. Oh, that's right. So I'm going to curl up there and sleep for about a million years. With Gabe. <laughs> that's and, true, with Gabe. Yeah, because he likes uh, it warm as well. There's no chance I'm sleeping when I can talk, uh, have a little read with Abdul Alhazred. <laughs> oh, so you're, you're having a look through the Sussex manuscript. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're, you're, if you don't sleep sometime, you're going to crash when we need you. Mm-hmm. Well, just a couple hours. As they say, no sleep till bedtime. Right. Um, question then for kind of this is maybe a cross between Connor and Oddie. Um, as you've got various phone lines, mainly from your old place, redirected here, but obviously it can't be traced that it's been redirected here. Have you got anyone else's phone or correspondence redirected here as well? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. any any news from uh, that town in Oklahoma we went to? That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Because you uh, because you said you were wanting a clipping service. Yes. And your clip your clipping service has info. I'm wondering how to get you said info. So have you got that redirected to come here as well? Yes. Yeah. They would probably mail it, wouldn't they? Yeah, mail or phone, because it could be pickup. But we'll, we'll say that it's been mailed, because that gives it a, about a day or so delay then. Okay, so you'll be woken up fairly early in the morning uh, with a uh, knock at the door from the, from the, post, uh, the postman, who's carrying uh, an envelope that's addressed to Connor, or whatever alias he has put on his request. Excellent. So I'll pick it up in my not-snake form. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just this this guy that he may even recognize being that uh, it was a fairly local local area. But, um, the guy from the local area. But no, it seems to be just his a uh, parcel uh, package for you, sir. Oh, thank you. Okay. And he then wanders off doing the rest of his rounds. And yeah, inside you have a cover letter from the clipping agency that says, uh, further to your recent instruction, we provide uh, some clippings from the uh, Oklahoma, or the uh, Kansas City, not Kansas City, I can't remember the name of it now. The, the next major city along uh, that was from Bingham. I'll get the map up again. It is on there to show which direction was Oklahoma City. That's it, not Kansas City. That'd be in Kansas. Uh, from the Oklahoma City newspapers, as well as from the Bingham newspaper, because they had their own, uh, they had their own advertiser there. And without putting through, uh, going through the whole article, the base, the summary is that it starts off with a note about how uh, the dear Reverend in town. And uh, the pillar of the community that is the sheriff, who obviously does nothing wrong, uh, have been taken ill a few days ago. And then two days after that, which is about two days prior to where you are now, um, there's a note that's in the Oklahoma City Press that says the town of Bingham has been quarantined due to an outbreak of polio. That It seems the first couple of uh, victims that came down with or contracted the disease were 
the, the local priest and the head of the local law enforcement. Because Bingham is such a small town and hasn't got a, a major hospital, the amount of cases that have been confirmed so far require that they've had to be exported out of the area. So they've been quarantined and shipped to a hospital further afield so that they can be looked after. Does it say anything about the any charitable organizations that might have assisted with this uh, you have exporting? A flick, you have a flick through some of the later, um, later entries and tucked away on a very small or back article from yesterday, it does say that the Caduceus Foundation or Caduceus organization are providing said medical treatment for the poor souls in a much medically deprived area. Oh, that's so nice of them. <laughs> well, so I'm going to take this newspaper and then go back to sleep. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll cut over to Magnus then. So you've spent the um, the night. Do you want to describe the place where you've uh, where you spent? Yeah. So um, it's a dojo, um, and it's like all done up very uh, Japanese style. So there's like swords and stuff, and different other kind of uh, weapons that were used in different kinds of forms of martial arts, and like martial art dummies and things like that. Um, that's kind of the main area. Uh, the upstairs, there's like um, some beds and and like a like a small apartment. Um, so that's where I'm, I've spent the night, that night, just sleeping on the couch, um, of my sensei's, uh, Master Fang, um, who I was just checking on to make sure he was all good, um, with everything, because I've got myself mixed up in something pretty big, so, mm -hmm. uh, and then, um, he, it turns out, may have information on the real whereabouts of my little serpent friend who's been trying to get a rift between the mafia and caduceus so mm. i'm waiting out here for that yeah um, you are woken up fairly early in the morning I mean, there's there's people who are awake pretty much at all times um of the day and night of the dojo so there's yeah. always someone that's on uh, there's someone that's active um one of the uh what do we call the lower not really sure whether he be employees, but definitely one of the lower mem lower members of his entourage, because he has connections in the uh, the families plural yeah. in the area. Uh, comes to him fairly early in the morning uh, with a note that he then comes to uh, gently knock on your door and wake you up uh, again fairly fairly early in the morning. And he he smiles as he stands in the doorway and says, "It looks like we might have a a bit of luck after all." Uh, this Bresciani that everyone's looking for. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've we've come across this rumour that apparently he's down at Red Hook, that he's been kept captive there. Yeah. But but one of our guys spotted him last night at Penn Station, and he was buying a ticket for tomorrow, or rather what's now today. He's leaving town at 10pm tonight. Huh. Um, I'm sorry, just big grin. Um, sensei, once again, you come through with the wisdom. Thank you so much. Uh, that's yeah, going to avoid, that's going to avoid a lot of bloodshed. That's fighting with the head. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, sm he smiles with this kind of Cheshire cat grin of his that's well, very much his trademark. Says, no, no problem. So I'm glad that, uh, wisdom shall indeed be a prophet to the wise. Um, 
and then I'll, I'll, I'll bow to him um, and uh, then um, I'll just let him know if anything comes up or if there's anything that seems out of place or there's weird people hanging around. To, um, I know that him and his entourage can definitely take care of themselves. Um, I mean, they've taught me to do what I do, so um, I'm not too worried, but I just want to know if there is anything going on because um, I protect my own. Um, and yeah, I'm going to head back to the... The hideout to obviously um, what actually before I go though, um, yeah I'm gonna organize. Um, I might give uh, um, the mafia a call, mm-hmm. and uh, I see if I can organize a meet for later today, like before, so like probably like around middayish if possible. Okay, yeah, you can get in touch with Casale fairly easily. You've got his contact details. Yeah, um, He's happy to either meet you at the normal restaurant uh, that's across the road from the Caduceus building, or if you wanted to meet at the Green Garden Cafe in New Brooklyn, where you've been before. Yeah, I'll go there. Him. I'll go there because I kind of, I think we're trying to steer a bit clear of Caduceus a little bit, so mm-hmm. I'll go to the um, the other one. Um, gotcha. He says cool. that you've got a table for eight, table for eight booked at mid- midday. All right. All right, it'll either be just me or I'll see if I can get the other guys to come. But mm-hmm. um, I won't make any promises, but I'll, I'll definitely be there. All right, and then I'll head over to um, let the other guys know what I've found out. No worries. In which case, um, then the rest of you are probably woken to the uh, the smell of Audrey and Zoe cooking up breakfast. Uh, mostly for themselves, but saying, if you do, if you are awake after your late night, there's plenty left on the stove. You can grab some, uh, some bacon and eggs some toast on the side as well. Ah, uh, you're muted. Yeah. Oh, I said that sounds awesome. Uh, as long as we've got some coffee going. Or plenty of coffee. They need some after their late night as well. <laughs> I don't need coffee. I need gerbils. I'll go, uh... <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I don't... I don't smell any. <laughs> <laughs> We should start getting our packages today mm-hmm. of uh, yeah. lab animals. In which case, I think then it'd be good good timing. If Magnus turns up um, a little while later as you're tucking into breakfast and slowly waking up and getting dosed up on coffee, um, that you arrive just as a delivery van is pulling up with some suspiciously squeaking parcels. <sighs> um, all right, I'll, I'll uh, obviously ship... Bring, bring them in. Um, uh, I'm uh, guessing this is for you, Connor. Well, you can see someone wearing Connor's clothes, but it's not Connor's face. Uh, I don't want to know. I don't. I don't. I don't want to know. I think you already already know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do. I do. Anyway, where are the, are the others in the uh, in the kitchen? Was that Morgan? I mean, uh, uh, Magnus. Yeah, that, I'm here. I'm here. I, I've got some news. I got some news. It sounds like, uh, by the looks of Connor, you guys have an eventful night while I've been away. Oh, yes. yeah. We've we got quite a bit of stuff. Let me go see if Gerhardt's awake. Still sat there, wide-eyed. Gerhardt's always awake. <laughs> and uh, Doctor Valens, everybody, wakey, wakey. Oh yes. Oh, snakes and bakey. <laughs> I took a snakes power nap, but you gotta read it, and I'm done. No thanks. 
um, so once I've sent down and I've, I've made myself a, a good plate of bacon, sausages and eggs and everything like that. And, you know, tucking in uh, a bit. Uh, right. So I guess I don't have, I've only got kind of one big piece of information. Uh, so I'll do that. And then you guys fill me in on your stuff. Is that sound about all right? Sure. All right. So I, I just wanted to do some of the rounds on, uh, you know, make sure some of my my loved ones and stuff like that were okay with everything we've got ourselves caught into. Uh, I dropped in to see my sensei, Master Fang, and uh, uh, he's over in Queens, and um, he uh, he he has like not not to the extent he's not mafia or yakuza or anything like that, but he's uh, got connections, right? He knows stuff, so he was actually able to look into uh, this snake boy that is you know infiltrated the mafia who supposedly is out at red hook is what we've been told uh turns out he's not uh so that, again that's another ploy to get that uh, it's because it's th this guy who's infiltrated them he works for it sounds like he works for uh for the daughter so yeah. he's trying to get he, he's trying to get make do damage to the caduceus group by making us go in, blow up, or do whatever it is to the Red Hook. That's what, what he's trying to get the Mafia to rush in and do, right? He actually was seen at Penn Station yesterday buying a ticket for tonight. So I've got a meeting with the with the Mafia at midday. So I'm going to try and tease some of that so we can ambush him at the station. And we that means we don't... We, we can deal with Red Hook later, but it means we don't have to worry about the any other lives getting hurt or the, those fly things getting out and all that kind of stuff. Well, but our, our priority right now is to get into the basement of Caduceus. Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, if the mafia saying, if the mafia know where he's actually going to be, they can deal with him. It's one guy, the entire mafia coming down on him in the station that we don't have to be there for that. Oh yeah. Who cares about that guy? No, I'm just saying like, I, I'm looking like if those bugs or whatever that me and Connor found, if they all get out or, or whatever, that's a lot of lives that could potentially be damaged from it. So if I can avoid that. Well, I, I thought think we were going to blow it. that all up beforehand. Well, we can, we can still do it, but I also want to catch the guy that's, you know, trying to cause fucking problems for everyone. I was kind of hoping that, that the mafia would get blamed for it by Caduceus. Well, they probably still can, but again, I want to catch the guy. But not if they're not there. Well, does that, do you want it to blow up tonight? Because I don't know. It sounds like all of our plans have changed all of a sudden. What do you guys think? Well, I don't want to let this guy get away because he's, he's, he's been a pain in our arse and he keeps kind of fucking up our plans. So if we can get rid of him, send a message to, to Rose... Now, the, the time scale involved, because you know that he's leaving Penn at 10 o'clock, you know that the raid that the mafioso were planning is going to go down at sundown. That gives you hours between the two, so you could do one and then rush to do the other. Yeah. Or almost as if he could watch what's going on and then go to the train station. Right. To make sure that it happens. If, if all hell is breaking loose, though, do you think that Caduceus might heavily increase security for their facility? 
thus making it very difficult to raid the basement? No, no, my, no. no. My, my, my concern, Doc, is that they know that I've been in that warehouse. Caduceus know I've been in there. They know that I've discovered something or seen all that. So the issue with that is a lot of that stuff, possibly they've cleaned it out or they've, they've, they've you know, we, we don't know really what they've done to it. Because did we go and check? Did we go and search it? See if there were still guards and everything mm -hmm. on them? No, you so, haven't done any re recon. No, so we should do some recon before your yeah. little meeting this afternoon. There, there's also something else. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that, that telling Gonsalves even registered to him because they haven't killed you. You're still under it's, it's, I'm, I'm still I'm more valuable valuable to them doing what I'm doing or, or doing what they thought I was doing than than flat out killing me. Oh, I don't know. A security breach like that, I would think they would want to exterminate you immediately. Well, look, some of the comments that have been made to me by some of the higher ups when we've been up, like they they know. Simple as they're just holding it. They're they're holding their cards clean uh, close to their chest for now, but trust me, they're they're. You, look, Adi, we, we've had our problems in the past. There's there's no denying. This has nothing right? to do with you and me. This no, has to I, do with I know, logic. I know. I know. I'm just saying. I would rather prepare that Consolvus did tell them and over prepare myself and have that readiness than assume that he didn't. Well, if 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 Caduceus knows that we know about the warehouses, then we can't blow them up, or they'll know for sure that we know, and they'll know that exactly. we're back. That's true. Well, Caduceus, not necessarily. Also, fairness. There's, there's they also a particular. Know that, uh, there's a particular person I know. Deluca has gone a new as face. Well. That could blow it up. Rose me the honor. That's a good point there. And and they're gonna be uh they're gonna be suspicious right now because Deluca's been missing for what? At least I, a, I mean if I go blow it up in my snake skin. form. Good point. They would never know. No. They would know because no I mean they don't have to don't see us. They don't have to see us blow it up. They just have to know that it's been blown up and that well, we know that, about it. Well, then that means that even if the Mafia do it for us, they're still going to think it's us. So, Well, except that the Mafia won't do it as well. They'll be clumsy about it and they'll be mafiosa dead guys. Well, that's what I mean. That, well, if you leave, if I leave a witness out. alive, they that's still have a snake person blowing it. I don't know. It's, it's a lot of risk for uh, what are we gaining out of it? Well, this is you wanting to not let those bugs loose upon uh, the city, but you know, if you don't care, then no, I do think they should be destroyed. I don't know. I agree. They, Why don't they, we just go in there covertly threat. and destroy them? Uh, Matthew wants to say something. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say on that quick note. Could I pause for a couple of seconds? I just well, I heard something weird downstairs. I just want to check. Sure. So take a couple of seconds. If if you don't come back, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> snake snake people's fault. Oh. I'll, I'll prearrange signal a screen. <laughs> right back in the room all right gentlemen um we're forgetting one thing we're talking about all these little side adventures caduceus isn't in their headquarters and rose Meadum 
is on her way more than likely to India. Both of them are so close to the prize, they're like in a race. They might have their blinders on. They're looking, they want to get to Mu and they want to either enslave humanity or destroy humanity. We might be able to do anything we want at this point and they're not even going to look back. Their eyes on the finish line at this point. Well, what if we raided Caduceus? Right, I say we just kick him the door. Not, not literally the front door. And they'll still have security in place, but hell, we took care of plenty of security over in Iceland. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they've got overseers. I think we're okay. Are you? Well, I don't know. So, who knows what they have in the basement? What's, yeah, like, how about the big, the big brute guy? Uh, they do have overseers. He's kind of an overseer. He's one canning. He's a hybrid overseer. But he'll be wherever he's he'll not going to be there. Is. Yeah, he'll be exactly. with Adam. I'm just saying they could have more in the basement. Maybe that's what they're doing in the basement. Look, I'm I'm fine raiding Caduceus. I, I I'm all good if that's what you want to do. Excellent. I still want to have this meeting with the mafia and get them on this guy at the train station. If we want to go and deal with that as well and maybe question the guy, we can. Um, but if you just want to ignore that and just sort of leave him, that's all good. Um, no, I like he's... Connor's idea about going in in snake form uh, or, or there is new form and, and dealing with the bugs and, and wiping them out. Um, I think that's a great idea, but I don't think he has to wait till tonight to do that. He could just walk in now if he wanted to. Well, I guess um, what I'm getting at is if the question is is whether we think that Caduceus thinks that we're still alive and, and, and a threat, um, why don't we just be alive and a threat? Let's let's stop Caduceus. Well, then why don't we just get the Mafia to, to raid Caduceus with us then? I said that get last more firepower. week. Get more firepower. I don't mean last week. I meant last night. <laughs> so get them to trick them into raiding Caduceus. I don't think we have to trick him. I think we could just say, hey, this guy's going to be here. We need, uh, we've helped you. This is where the guy is. But also, we need to deal with the Caduceus thing. Can you help us out? Well, the plan would be for us to get into Caduceus as ourselves. And then at a Open the back door. Time, the mafia. Well, we could walk right in the front door. We could walk to our offices, whatever. And then the mafia attacks. And then while everybody's scrambling to secure the building, we'd walk downstairs. It would be perfect if we ran into any Caduceus security. We could say, look out, just People down are attacking. the hallway. Yeah, and while they turn, if it's a small number, we could defeat the security. And if it's a larger number, we could simply reroute them to the mafia. It would be a perfect crime. Plus, we've been, at least on one level, the queen was held on the lower one of the lower levels. There must be lower levels below that then. My my only concern with getting the mafia to attack Caduceus is you're going to pull in the New York police force. They can't just openly attack a building like that in the middle of Manhattan with that with impunity. But a small group of us could easily get down. It's also what yeah, we saw last thing, night. Here's the thing. What if what if we dressed up as uh, maintenance employees? So Rose wants the warehouse destroyed like she for some reason she wants that warehouse destroyed the bugs done and because she, she's sending this guy to get that done to make sure that the mafia going in so if we do that we're helping rose rose wants us to take a hit to 
to Caduceus? Not necessarily. There's there's something that we're forgetting. This guy that you want to go track down at the train station, yeah, you know who's orchestrating this whole thing, is also built a massive explosive device. Oh, you haven't told him about all the stuff that you read. Do we know where he's put that though? With it, is that at Caduceus or is that at the? No, we the don't Red know Hook? what he. We don't because if it's at Red Hook. If it's, I, I still think, I don't think it's a bad idea, Connor, if you go in, deal with the bugs, and then if the bomb is there, just leave it. Doctor, you had a, you've had some samples. Could you, like, create a toxin that, that Connor could just slip in and, and introduce into the bug machine that would kill them all? I believe so. I've been working on three different strains I, and in decent quantity. I'm sure I could, uh, given a little bit of time, I could produce a, a bit more of the quantity. I mean, that would take care of the bug problem without any explosions and without anybody noticing anything, at least until they want their bugs and they find out their bugs are all dead. So what are we going to do? Our main goal is we want to get down to the basement, the lower levels of Caduceus. Well, like sorry, you said, you know, there. Rose Meadham wants the bugs destroyed for her own reasons. We want them no, destroyed I think for she, completely different I think reasons. she wants the bugs out. Like, I don't think there's bobs. I think the bomb will blow up the thing, but I think it's going to let the bugs out. And that's what I don't want. At the end of the day, I don't think either Caduceus nor Rose really care about anything but getting to Moon. Right. Well, but if, if, was, if Rose meet him, yeah, but if, we're if a Rose can, no, no, if she can like disrupt a Caduceus warehouse and it releases these bugs that ravage Manhattan, she can undermine Caduceus's power base. Yeah, and then, then they've got to deal with that. Make less of a competitor for Mu, right? It's all you're right. That's completely what they're focused on, and this still relates to it. The chess yeah. game is here as as much here still as it is unfolding. Because if that happens, Caduceus have got to do cleanup. They've got to clear up all that stuff, deal with that. So while they're having to do that, she's fr she's free to just go and, you know, that's what I'm saying. If we can go in kill the bugs, then it doesn't matter if the bomb goes off. Because there's no, that's what I'm, I think the bomb's going to blow it up, but it's going to release the bugs, half the mafia, like all those people will die, anyone around the docks will, will get hurt from the bugs, um, Caduceus, so, gonna, so that's, that's what Rose wants. And that's the thing, if we can get this guy, uh, we can potentially, tort I mean, Connor can torture the shit out of him and find out where the bomb is. Yeah, but he's he's leaving before the bomb. He's leaving before the bomb goes off. I'm no, sure. he's not. Back. No, he's not. Well, then we can't he, get him before the bomb. His goes train's off. at ten. Maybe that's a better use of my. I'm going to go scout at the warehouse and try to find where this guy's going to be watching from and nab him. I'm gonna I'm gonna back up corner then. I'm gonna make sure because well, no, you have you, you have a meeting to attend. Oh, yeah, I've got to go there. Um, does anyone want to come? with me to the meeting or no no i'm working on memorizing a few things here. what are you reading gerard is that a is that a girly mag 
Um, better. It is essentially the Necronomicon by Al Hazard. The Nick Nick Necronomicon. What? The greatest book ever penned by the gods to man. Other than the Bible. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean over to to Doc and be like, I thought we agreed we weren't gonna let him read that kind of weird shit anymore. I think you're right. He's an adult. He can read what he wants. It'll come in handy very soon, trust me on this. Uh, All right, well, I'll go in my meeting. Connor, you go do some scouting out. Um, If you can think of a way to get in and and deal with the bugs so they're not an issue, um, that, I think, is is something definitely worthwhile in doing. Um, Maybe Doc can go with you to help with the... No, I'm, I'm sorry. The Doc's specialty is not... No, but he stealth. can give you the he can give you the poison Ooh. or whatever to, to deal with I, the bugs. I'm quite stealthy, but are you now? I am. One of my pastimes, my younger years, might have been. Uh, well, I don't quite want what grave robbing. I did bullies. not necessarily say that. <laughs> you also didn't deny it. Let's just say I was never caught doing whatever I might have been being stealthy about. Well, tag along, but stay out of my way. This is a manhunt. Certainly. And Gabe. <laughs> You're yeah, in tonight. Yeah. So. Gabe's not in a night anymore. He's one of us. I know. So he's going with me because he knows we'll kill him if he if he so much as one little bit of inner nights. What are you going to do, Audie? I I I got some technical schematics here that I I acquired last night. Mm-hmm. That might come in big handy if I can figure out how to put this together. What if what if we could get into Caduceus? without actually getting into Caduceus. You lost me. (laughs) One minute we're here, the next minute we're in Caduceus. Are you talking about like like a teleportation thingy? That's an interesting word, teleportation. I like that. But I don't yeah, well, it's, it's derived from the Latin, you know, and then and then a little bit of Gaelic. No, it's not teleportation. <laughs> Doesn't have two L's. Teleportation. No, I, I, I don't know. I got to look this over and 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 fiddle some. But, but obviously, I'm not ready to do anything with with whatever you guys want to do. I'll try to figure out. I'm, I'm still thinking. What if we dressed as uh, maintenance workers? We watched last night. The maintenance just went in. It's like nobody it's, paid yeah. any attention to them. Right. So what am I? I've I got to leave soon because I've got to head off to this meeting. I, what, what, I, what am I telling the mafia? Am I telling them where this guy's really going to be? You know, I don't really care anything about the guy. If you want to get the guy, get the guy. Okay. You're, right. you're good at torturing people. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get up, and uh, I'm assuming Zoe and, and Stock is still there. Um, and I'm just gonna, uh, you know, uh, thank them for the food and give them both a kiss on the cheek. Um, mm-hmm. 
Uh, (laughs) That's what I was waiting for. (laughs) Can I roll charm to see how much Zoe likes me? You you can roll it if you like. Yeah. Because I've got an appearance of 70, so I'm a pretty good looking Irish. I created Zoe. (laughs) She's not into you. (laughs) 17! I got a 17! Um, she she smiles. There might be a look in her eye that's uh, called mirroring, mirroring that, yeah. All right, perfect. Um, okay, I'm going to leave then, but I'll give a bit of a grin to Oddie as I leave. Jesus Christ, I better not die. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. So what that's right. what I'm gonna I'm gonna look over the gate box, uh, mm-hmm. uh, technical blueprints and stuff. Okay, you think you could probably make them without too much difficulty? Um, I assume that it's it, you can teleport from one box to the other box. Mm-hmm. Effectively, when when one shuts or opens, you you effectively open both of them. You shut one, you'll teleport to the other with the with the other box. Oh, okay. So it's like uh, it's like magnets, essentially. That it's like turning them on, bending space between them, and they attract together. But you go to where the other one is, not the other one comes to where you are. Right. I was so, thinking that someone, somebody could sneak one of those boxes into Caduceus, mm-hmm. and then we could mm-hmm. teleport in. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I mean that that would be. You could also use it as a good point. So if you wanted to leave one here. That's a good get out of jail free card if you wanted to uh, suddenly snap back to someone. That's true. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to make three of them so that you can? <laughs> yeah, they. I think they only come in pairs. In pairs. Okay. But you could you could always build more than one pair. You have two of them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's yeah, yeah you can def- definitely be having a look over that. So with the with the time that you've got to. To have a look through everything with the fairly detailed schematics. Uh, give me an int roll just to make sure how how quick we it is. We got 23 out of uh, 80. Uh, if, I oh, spend, if I spend seven points, I can make it an extreme. Yeah, if you want to do that, then in I'll which case, you can add the gatebox spell to your sheet as you fully comprehend what it is you need to do to make these things. So making them will take a little time, but if you wanted to get started on it, then you certainly could do that as well. Yeah, I'll get started on it. Right. And in which case, having learned it that quick, just check on how quick it is to make the boxes and how costly, but you might be able to get one set before tonight, as in one pair of them. And I'm pretty sure... uh, from messages going back and forth, uh, yeah, Gerhardt's still very much uh, gate locked, uh, not gate locked, uh, nose locked in a book. <laughs> right, box. It takes it takes only five hours to make. Sure. So yeah, you could be ready to ready and committed it to memory by lunchtime, and then have it all done by uh, by late afternoon. All right. And has right. any of that changed by my? Uh insane talent just have a look at which ones you've got i've got uh insane uh mechanical and uh Mm -hmm. yeah actually i'd say then that that would probably give you a bonus die on this because this is very much in your 
in your uh, kind of your wheelhouse because you are making an item. It's not quite a gadget, but it's it's close to it. Right. So this allows the creation of twin magic boxes that form two ends of a magical gate. Going through a gate box costs the exact same magic points and sanity points as going through a normal gate, and the transition procedure is the same. Uh, first two identical boxes must be made to any desired size. So how big do you want them? Little. So little, well, kind of Hellraiser cube. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, that's a good size. <laughs> uh, should be open only at one end. Uh, the necessary ritual consisting of placing one's hands on the boxes and conceiving certain hyper-dimensional um, hyper lines and angles in one's mind for about five hours must be performed. So, uh, then the boxes automatically drain that amount each day. Right. Uh, so there is going to be a fair amount of magic points uh, that are needed to do this. Um, you can use your talent to accelerate the speed at which you invest the magic points in them as well. Okay. But the first thing, because this is the first time you'll be casting this, you need to give me a hard power roll. And a 98. Ooh, okay. You can push it, but there will be... Um, it does have quite a horrible cost involved in doing that if you fail it. Because then the cost is magnified by 1d6. Ooh, magnified by... Yeah. Point. yeah. Um, or you can burn the luck to get it down to a hard power roll, depending on um, the hard success, depending on how much that luck that would take. That, that would take quite a bit. Push it. I'm going to push it. Okay, this will succeed regardless, but if you fail, then it is magnified by 1d6. Okay, I got... You can't, you can't spend luck on a push, can you? One or the other, push no. or luck. I got 55, which is... Should be forty-two to be a hard. Okay, roll one d six then, please. Where are you, one d six? Come on, one. Yeah, one is the one you want. Two. Okay, it's not too bad then. Um, so the cost instead of being one pal becomes two pal. Which I lose. So that, yep, that comes off the stat. Now the sanity point cost only happens when uh, so if one sanity point is lost every full week of the magic point being drained. It will lose two sanity as well in the process. And you can burn, as this is going to be effectively a size one item, um, you need to burn 20 magic points. Oh, I've only got 17, so I'm going to take three hit points of damage. Yeah, the, the excess comes off your hit points. <sighs> Uh, down to zero magic. Mm -hmm. Two, they, three. They come back one per hour, don't they? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm. Uh, but but my hit points won't come back until tomorrow or the next day. Or yeah, they'll. Uh, you do regain hit points faster in pulp. So yeah, they'll probably be tomorrow that you'll be up to full strength. So I'm probably grunting and groaning as I'm making this thing, and then I, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like, the oh. doctor could help. Am I still here? It's up to you where you want to be. I was going to to slip out with, uh, with Connor and Gabe. Oh, you went out with. Oh, 
you've, you've got um, if you've gone out with Connor, remember this is going to take uh, it's going to take odd until midday to have the spell memorized, oh, and then five hours out. after that to have cast it. So you've got most of the day to play around with. Right. Oh, oh, so so I am, I am still here. okay. Well, if I notice uh, Adi uh, uh, writhing in pain, I will examine him and I'd probably tell you to leave me alone. <laughs> You're a doctor because oh. I'm working on it. Adi, let me at least give you a quick once over. I, I, I gotta keep concentrating. All right, this here, is... just, just you concentrate and here, just turn your head. Cough. <laughs> you grab my testicles, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> may, may I do a, a brief a first aid on him? Yeah, you can certainly certainly give it a shot. Isn't that kind of an injury, though? It can still provide you with some various, various drugs that might help perk you up and uh, revivify you a bit. It brings out this great big glowing green one. Eight would be an extreme, and it doesn't matter if it's hard or extreme, correct? So I, I shouldn't. No, I'd, I'd say if it's an extreme, that will give you a that will give you a bit more of a kick. So um, okay. odd, you can get the whole D four back. I'll do okay. two luck to make it an extreme. Okay, well, yeah, that'll put odd back to back to full then. Yeah. Still feels a little bit drained, but otherwise not physically hurting anymore. Maybe some painkillers, strong painkillers, and some other other yeah. stimulants. Remember to take two of these and call me in the morning. But I'm 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 technically out of the game until five p.m. Yeah, this that's pretty finish. much the whole day right. gone uh, gone for you until the evening. So yeah, hot. After I re, uh, memorize those two things, mm -hmm. I want to pick up the elder thing uh, device and see if I can uh, get that working. Ooh, if okay. If he has time, I'll, I'll include him in. But if he's working. Then I'm gonna mess with it a little bit, but he is maybe... pretty much dedicated to that because it has to be solid concentration for him to get that to work. You could you could get uh, Zoe to help you, but uh, okay, as long as they haven't eaten her yet. I know she's she's still in one piece. All right, let's have a quick look through how this thing works. Uh, the first time a hero tries to use this thing, call for a combined mythos and extreme int roll. So, um, the fifth of your int, and as long as that is also under your mythos, which for you, you are the perfect person to use this thing. Uh, yeah, give me a roll. All right. 18. So, 18 would be a hard mythos, or what was the other? It has to be under both extreme int or re and regular Cthulhu mythos. All right, so 18. So I'll spend three points. To, do I have to spend them? Double points on each, or is it count towards the, the dice? One, the one single number, you then compare it against both the skill and the stat. So if you, as long as you get under a fifth of your int, you're fine. My, oh, okay. And now the, uh, oh, all right. So yeah, three points, and I'm, I'm good then. There you go. Right, so this determines you can operate it successfully. Uh, you think, even so, this is still quite a complicated piece of tech. Um, mechanically going forward, it still requires a roll every time to use it, but it's only going to be a hard int roll for you going forward. Okay. You don't have to worry about the mythos component. That's only on the first roll. All right. You, first of all, you work out how to use the device and also how to select an appropriate target. 
So if the, oh, we'll get to that bit if you end up doing it. Uh, the operator has a choice briefly increasing or decreasing gravity on a particular target. So, which one do you want to do? Do you want to increase or decrease gravity? Increase, but uh, once I figure out what I'm doing, maybe I'll take it up to the roof and find a pigeon. <laughs> oh, poor birds. <laughs> okay, so you've got, the, you've got this thing trained on a pigeon as it's flying by. And then turn the uh, turn one of the dials, and your hands are in a particular position. So this thing wasn't built for human hands. Um, the effects of increasing or reversing gravity on a target are somewhat unpredictable. Uh, to work out how much damage is done to the target, roll one d4, and then roll. Okay, get yeah, roll one d4. Two. Okay, now roll two d10. Uh, a nine and a one. Okay, so that's ten. Um, you aim this thing going tracking on the pigeon and then turn the dial. Um, all of a sudden, this poor, poor bird in, in midair kind of looks at you, uh, going, Whoop! as it just gets boom, straight down into the deck and is splattered all over Odd's roof. Wow. Now I'm going to try it the other way. Okay. Uh, there, there's a few other birds around here which are panicking at what just happened to their uh, poor dim rela dimly related uh, brethren. Yep, give me a hard int roll then. Oh, no. 98. Oh. In that case, uh, that sounds like a, uh, a fumble being that high. Roll 1d6. <laughs> Five. Okay, you actually have your intended result then, because that is that is for decreasing it. So you, again, target, you think, well, hang on a minute, is it this way or this way? And just turn the, the dial almost by accident. And this poor bird just shoots up into the air. And then the rate at which it accelerates is, again, very surprising in its, in its alacrity. And when it, finally uh, when it finally shuts off, this puber starts to nosedive, but being a bird, it could at least fly around. Otherwise, you'd be then looking at the uh, rolling a d4 again. The d4, the number of which you roll on that dice, is then how many d10 damage you do to the target. So, repeat that one more time. Sorry. So, when you, it works kind of more directly if you were to, um, to increase gravity, because then you effectively you pancake them into the floor. But you could also raise a target significantly high in the air. And then drop it, and again, it would do a it would do a significant amount of damage. Um, potentially also adding in falling damage into that equation as well. But the default is one d four. The number you roll on the one d four is then that many d ten damage that you do. Wow, Jeez. that's awesome. The right the right uh, instrumentation. You could wipe out a whole army. Just lift them all up in the ground. And Drop them on each other. Uh, this this thing looks like it's a more precise um, beam that it um, projects, so it only affects a single target in one go. I'll only have my hands on it for a while. <laughs> <We'll see. laughs> Give it time. Backpack for now, and I'm gonna scoop up the squish bird and bring down lunch for uh, the, what's his name? Gabe. 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 Yeah. I come walking into the airport. Gabe, where you at? Gabe. Ah. Gabe. Oh. Ah. I will. Uh, I'll take that off your hands for you. Literally. He, uh, 
he, he walks away pulling feathers out of it and then there's this horrible slurping sound that you're quite happy to be uh, that he's looking away from you when you do it right so that's uh gerhardt and odd taken care of so the doctor said you wanted to head out with connor or was it magnus did you say you wanted to head out with Oh, he's going with me. Okay. And then Magnus is off to the restaurant, I take it. Okay, right, so we'll do the Doctor and Connor next. Whereabouts are you heading? Going out to Red Hook. Kind of got to take a look at some warehouses. Okay. Right, Um, you get down there. The place is a bustling hive of people, as it is during the day. Uh, There are plenty of boats coming in to 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 and from the docks. Uh, people everywhere. Where do you want? Uh, you've got the two rest, uh, two warehouses, warehouse one and warehouse two. Um, you know that previously uh, everything had been in warehouse one when you looked at it previously. Oh, I'll go. We'll go to that one first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you find that there is significantly less guards on this one than when there were previously. Um, in fact, there are people moving to and fro. There is a ship parked out the back. And you can see that there are goods being unloaded by um, by large crate into the ship. But yeah, the security here seems remarkably lax. Um, is there is there an opening like watching as guards walk around to slip in through a door? Yeah, I mean, there's there isn't even any guard walking around the outside. Um, you can see the front door as it as it was when you previously there. You can even identify the window you previously crawled in as well. Um, but the the front door is pretty much open most of the time. There are people going in and out pretty much all every every other minute. And where did you mention this? The smaller amount of security is stationed. Well, when we came here before, there was security everywhere. Now that it's not the case. Oh, okay. So it's it. I, I thought we'd saw like a little bit, but okay. Interesting. Not that it's super plain closed. And- well, I'll like I'll like roll up my sleeves and like tuck away my tie. I look more like a a warehouse worker, and I'm just gonna stroll in. Yeah, not difficult. Um, you can see that there is a small little security guard check-in, uh, sign in, a sign out uh, booth off to your right when you go in through the front door. Um, you find a a guy in there, pretty elderly security guard, probably in his late sixties, early seventies. Um, he sat there nursing a big pot of uh, big mug of coffee, and you see he's got barely keeping his eyes open. But he uh, sees you come in. He says, "Uh, if you have to just sign in," and then returns back to his mug of coffee. Yep. So I'll just make a scribble. <laughs> X. That's pretty, just... pretty, yeah, pretty much as legible as most of the signatures on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he just says, "Thanks." And yep, just, he hardly just, even looks at you. So I'll then go to the staircase. Pretty sure they've mm-hmm. moved the, the bugs, but go check. Yep. Yeah, you head on over to where you've previously been. So you're working your way through this fairly, which is now rather than be mostly empty, this fairly packed warehouse, which does look as though it is moving a fair amount of legitimate medical supplies. Uh, large crates, some of which have been opened and checked to make sure that the contents are fine before they're then loaded up. So a big crane comes in from the, there's like a, as you've seen before, there's a, 
like a, not a mesh, but a grid system above where cranes move along, then come down, pick up a crate and then move it along onto the platform because the clear area that's above the floor hatch that's by the waterfront bay doors. And then they are taken by another crane and taken up onto the deck of the awaiting, sh uh, the awaiting ship outside. Everything looks fairly legit. There's quite a few workmen running around, well not running, but walking around briskly here. No one seems to pay you much attention. They just think, hey, you're here, you're supposed to be here. And you can get over to the stairs that go down, uh, that go up to the platform where the controls are for the cranes, where there's a couple of people moving and controlling from up there, and also the staircase that goes down. The one we're interested in. Is, is the medical equipment you mentioned that was there, I'm not noticing anything unusual about that. Is there anything that stands out about the medical equipment? Or? It's all fairly basic. I mean, there's a lot of insect repellent that's going through here. Um, you catch a lot of the boxes. Uh, they're all marked up with, uh, there is a name for it here. I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation of this. Dim dimethyl uh, Fifolate. Oh yeah, dimethyl fifolate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, an insect repellent. It's been around since uh, the late nineteen uh, the nineteen twenties. In fact, it was developed in nineteen twenty nine. So you're you're well aware of it. It's a fairly standard uh, piece of kit now in the medical arsenal. And there's also syringes, uh, sterilizers, med uh, gauzes, bandages, uh, various antivenins, um, the normal set of equipment if you okay. were to be mainly conducting um, expeditions in the tropics. That's where a lot of this seems to be bound. Uh, tropics. Mm -hmm. Nice warm places. You know, maybe like Calcutta, perhaps. I, I maybe. in a hushed voice, relay this directly to Connor. Well, you do, um, if you want to have a look, you do see a couple of guys that are um, holding clipboards, which are then directing the guys up in the control booth. So, right, you want, uh, got crate five on the third row, and then, da -da -da -da. yeah, crate two on row six. And you see them, they've got a whole list of manifests that they are picking up. You could probably sneak a, a glance at some of these and maybe see where they're going. Oh, yeah, I'll happily do so. Yes. Okay, um, your choice of spot hidden or stealth. Um, my stealth is better, so stealth. Okay, so you're just going to walk surreptitiously behind them, maybe as you're on your way to the stairs. And 52 is a good, is a pass. Okay. It's a good, it's a good pass. Okay, uh, it seems like the ship here is bound in two directions. Um, the, the first port of call is for Leopoldville, which is in the Belgian Congo. Hmm. And then the second one is Calcutta. Make a note of that and then go down the stairs. Mm -hmm. Okay, you head on down. Again, no one seems to be paying you too much attention around here. And you get to the bottom and there is, as you've previously seen it, this large bank vault style door that then leads through into the larger basement level. <laughs> yep, you crank it, crank it open and pull the door open. And inside, yeah, the whole bottom area seems to be empty. And now this is the warehouse that the mob's going to attack, right? Oh, they've been, they said they were going down to Red Hook. They didn't say specifically oh, they which didn't warehouse. they say which warehouse. Okay. Because if it is this one, then the 
Yeah, but this, this is one, this I'm is trying to release the... There's a dog somewhere. It's in the back. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's upstairs barking. But you, you are fairly certain that this is the warehouse where you originally saw these were. But also, you may remember that you did have a word uh, with... Or at least, well, I'm not sure if you had a word, but definitely word was uh, mentioned to the likes of Gonzalves uh-huh. at Caduceus, uh-huh. which the penny may suddenly drop that, yeah, if you've just told them where it was, they might just move it to the other warehouse. Yep. They've just wanted to just... Didn't want to make any assumptions. We know mm-hmm. what assumptions do to us. So yes. So we're going to... Uh... <laughs> Charades. Make an ass out. That many words. (laughs) But yeah, otherwise there is is nothing down here. Um, You do notice there are some connections in the ceiling, which Hmm. maybe, you're not sure if they were there or not before, but definitely it seems like they'd be over suspended over where the tubes would be the big so something uh, like maybe like a crane or something that they would use to move heavy equipment to set up down here it doesn't seem like the crane Uh, there is a very large uh, hatch in the ceiling which is evidently where they came down originally Um, but this seems to be something that would have been suspended above the tubes it doesn't look as though it's movable whatever whatever would have been attached to them being familiar with catch the bugs maybe Hmm. I wonder, is there an aroma or little drips or drops of anything in here? Like sort of look around for any uh, hint of what might have been here? I mean, if it yeah. was clumsy yeah, workers. Give, give me a spot hidden roll, see if you can spot anything, which your keen eye will definitely come into play. Keen eye is getting me a 46, which is a... Uh, is that hard or is that not hard? The spot hidden should be right here. Oh, oh, darn it. Okay. Oh, no. Let's go punch that to a hard. Okay. It's a hard. There you okay. Go. Yeah, in which case, you, you're having a wander around here. I mean, it's a very large open space, so your, your kind of footfalls are echoing around here. And on the floor, there's, there's hints of what could be like oil stains or other such spills. And a couple of them, yeah, they're down oil. Um, one or two there's spots of blood that would correspond to where one of the cylinders began, where the hatch would be for one before someone okay. would be thrown inside one. And also in a couple of areas, there's um, a couple of very thick kind of sticky greenish substance, but almost only like a, a small drops about that kind of big, but they're not liquid, so they haven't spread out over the floor, but it's kind of like a, a jelly blob that's on the floor. Does it look familiar to with uh, any of the samples I've had from earlier? Because uh, you, you've had a look at the hand that was taken out of here previously. It's the same kind of nutrient base that was inside the tubes that would be keeping the bugs alive, so it's their food source. Got it. Okay, excellent. I'll take a tiny sample of that. Just I want to see if they made any changes in between those two times and then press on with Connie. Okay, yep, definitely pick that up and secure it. Let's go, let's go take a look at the other warehouse. Mm-hmm. All right, the other warehouse is significantly more reminiscent of the first one when you first went to see it. There are two sets of guards that are doing perimeter 
circles around the building. Uh, they meet every few seconds. They cross over when they're at the front and the back entrances. So as two go one way, two go the other, and then they meet. Um, so getting in here is going to be significantly more difficult. And yeah, they are evidently armed. Um, even though they're not, they're not like carrying openly, but you can see distinctive bulges under their, under their jackets. Probably handguns, probably not massive caliber, but still armed. There doesn't seem to be the same amount of thoroughfare going in and out of this building either. It seems very much it stands alone from the rest of the buildings around it. So we'd have like five or six or seven seconds to run across in between the separation? Uh, probably a bit more than that. Probably closer to 15 or 20 seconds. Yeah, oh, to get it through a window. Yeah, once. Mm -hmm. Yep, get a keep a flying fang in my. <laughs> Ready to punch somebody with it, but uh, oh, yeah. Okay, which which route do you want to take in? Are you going to go the front route, which you probably will have then the security booth immediately next to you when you go in, or are you going to go for a window? Um, well, I think we can take the security booth if there's just one. Mm -hmm. Pretty quick, pretty silent. I have a good amount of chloroform and also uh, neurotoxin that can lay someone low pretty quickly. Excuse me, sir. Does this smell like chloroform to you? <laughs> yes. Cool. I'm just, I'm just thinking, oh, just just punching them in the punching them in the throat with this flying thing. <laughs> oh, okay. You, you're the expert in this world. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's just make a. Let's just go for the front door. Okay. Well, in which case, then you choose your time when the guards have gone around the side of the building and then quickly dart through the main entrance. And immediately there is the security guard that sat there. He is not mercing a mug of coffee. And he is certainly not in his late 60s, early 70s. He is a quite muscular looking guy in his 30s that's just about packed into his uniform. Uh, that immediately, as soon as you come through the door, uh, says, I'm sorry, sirs, I don't think, I think you may have the wrong. <laughs> 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 right, um, give me a, because oh, that, that will definitely be a surprise attack. I'll oh, give you a fight. Oh, Only that's an extreme fight. success. Okay, and you're hitting him with a flying fang, you yep. say, directly into the throat. Mm -hmm. right, so let's have a look at that. It, so... If I could uh, combine with this and rush over and be closing his mouth, covering it up as he falls down from mm -hmm. Connor's blow to gently have him laid to rest is what I'd like to do. Okay, uh, give me a dex roll for that, just to, to see if you're... That was a moving in time. 29 out of dex, uh, out of 70, so that's a hard. Okay, yeah, in which case you, you move one side, clamp his mouth, and then the fang goes straight in his throat. Well, it does 1d3 normally, so on an extreme, that's going to be one. That's going to be three points, and then roll your 1d3 for your additional. Uh, that'd be two more. Okay, so that's five. That's a fairly that's a fairly hefty hit. Uh, then yeah. roll 1d6. Three. Okay, he is. <laughs> He would roll around on the floor uh, in agony, 
for that uh, for that many rounds. He yeah, he fails his con check. Um, you are holding him pretty tightly over the mouth, so he's not screaming. Or form it at least, but yeah, he is. He is at that point, and after a couple of rounds, and, and while, no while I have his eyes, I want to flash some fangs at him. Give me a psychology roll. <laughs> Seventy-four is a pass. Uh, that doesn't phase him. Huh. He has seen that before. That's the reason. <laughs> okay. but, but yeah, actually, yeah, that's maybe surprised. These, these guys might be a bit more clued in than you realize. But after about six seconds, yeah, he goes limp with a hole in his throat. Kind of gurgling out of the hole. Okay. Once he's fully limp, I just kind of massage the side to help the last of it to kind of come out quickly. <laughs> Yeah, just finish him off real quick. <laughs> yeah, I just want it to be fast, merciful, and over. Oh, he was just going to be unconscious, but if you want to coup de grace him, that's fine. Um, that might be a good thing. He certainly won't wake up in a little while and <laughs> tell anyone what happened. <laughs> so who, who's doing the killing blow? Oh. <laughs> I, I'm sure... So, Mr. Desensitized Connor, I'm not even going to bother making you roll for that. You are yep, fine. Just... So... <laughs> yep, no sanity for that. It's just an ape after all. Right. Mm -hmm. You are in a hallway, and you reckon you've done that with plenty of time before the guards have come back to the main entrance, so you can easily just dive out of the way. You hear footsteps outside, and then they recede again. So you've got another oh, 20, 30 seconds. Is this place also packed with explosives? You have you go down. There's a short corridor which takes you through a set of offices either side, um, which if you poke your head into those, they're empty. There's nothing in those. Uh, when you get out into the crate area, um, it's got a similar amount of crates as the other warehouse has now, but the crates are of various different sizes, and um, because you've seen them before, it's not completely packed full of explosive. But you see, there are a number of explosive crates dotted around. Um, you also find that there's a couple of crates which are marked uh, marked as weaponry and ordnance, and a few others which have just alphanumeric codes written on them. They're longer and thinner, and others which are just odd shapes. And Dr. Valens, you have the, the anti-insect uh, agent with you? I do. I have okay. actually. Well, let's my go. Own. Let's go find our insectoid friends and deal with them, and then let's take a look at what's in these crates. Okay, give me a listen checks. Thirty-two. Sixty-five is a pass. Mm -hmm. And uh, thirty-two is just a regular pass. Okay, in which case, both of you can hear that there are definitely voices coming from the far end of the warehouse and also the sound of footsteps so it does sound like people are moving around between the crates and there are guards on the far end of the warehouse that would give a clear line of sight of you emerging from the crates to then get to that stairwell um, mechanically because you are crossing a lot of open ground you'd be looking for an extreme stealth roll to get to the stairs from the uh, to run from the stairs 
uh, from the crates rather to the staircase without being seen because it's such a wide open area you have to time it pretty much when everyone is not looking in your direction okay but how many how many footsteps uh, with a regular success you know at least it's going to be more than one because you hear multiple people moving around you're not too sure on the number of voices at the far end but there's there's definitely at least two people walking around the crates and at least two at the far end of the room at the far end of the warehouse maybe a distraction if we if we like sort of chucked something far to the other side of the warehouse would that give us enough time to dash across I think so. Right. What kind of distraction are you planning? Well, hmm. Either so we could do a kind of distraction, or we go around and take them out one by one. Oh yeah, that would be fine. get to practice some of my good old wrestling day skills. Yeah, I like that plan. The flying fang to the throat. It's pretty, pretty effective. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's the plan. You're going to try and find yeah, people, hunting people down in here. Okay. In which case then, um, I'll ask for a combined stealth and your choice of either spot hidden or listen. Uh, I'll do combined stealth and listen then. If I do stealth and uh, can I do, yes, yeah, spot hidden with my uh, keen eye? Yeah, you, I'll allow you to combine the two. Okay. 67 is a regular pass on both. Oh, 17. I'm not even going to bother going out. That's, that's, that's definitely um, nailed it on both of them. Okay. In which case, you're both able to keep out of line of sight of people as you can hear that there are people moving around. Um, the doctor is fairly sure with that role that then there are two guards moving around the crates. And it is just two that are moving around the crates. So you're able to get in position on one of them. So if you want to give me a surprise attack, um, Connor can roll brawl with a bonus die. And the doctor, if you're pulling the same stunt again, can give me a dex roll with a bonus die as well for it being a stealth attack. Excellent. So a surprise attack. Oh, six. I don't think I'll get so, better than that. And 18, I'll spend four points of luck to make that an extreme. Okay, then. That's, um, you said you're getting significantly better rolls than you did in the, uh, the scenario I watched the other night. <laughs> Real. <laughs> you see, you're saving up all the good luck for, good luck for now. Uh, rinse and repeat. That's the, the first of the two guards goes down pretty much exactly the same as the one out front. So you can get him on the floor in agony, chloroform mm -hmm. him, and then coup de grace him. That's not an issue. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you do that with far too much enthusiasm. <laughs> that worries me. <laughs> See, Doctor, I'm the most fun out of the group. We should hang out more often. Okay, let's go. So many test subjects for later. <laughs> okay. And then if you want to give me, again, combined stealth and spot hidden or listen your choice to be able to get uh, get on one before they spot you 67 and get wow hmm, still good oh my god <laughs> oh seven <laughs> this is so opposite of the last <laughs> this is like 90s and 80s 
Ah, uh, you see, it was, all, it was all meant to be. So you've easily dispatched and murdered three people. Congrats. What, Hippocratic Oath? What was that thing again? Anyway. No, this is important. <laughs> These are bad people. That, bad. Is, that is true. He took the hypocritical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, hip, hippo oath. Yeah. Right, you, you have three bodies then. Uh, one back out of the front of the building and then the two that are lying around here. Um, you can get to a point where you can get to but one row of crates back from the front and peer around and see there are four guards that are stood in a line that runs across the length of the bay doors. And, they, and they'll all be able to see us if we go for the stairs? Well, you can do a distraction, which will, then I'll put it down to, instead of being an extreme stealth roll you're both required to make, you can reduce that to a hard stealth roll. But say if you're doing it just by thinking, oh, they're all looking, they're all looking a different way, quick leg it, that's going to be an extreme success you need. Because it's just a completely open area. There is no cover to utilize. That's the killer problem you've got. And they're not going anywhere. It's the four of them, period. They're just yep. not. They, they, are, they are stood on, but it looks like there's actually a section that's been marked on the concrete for them, where it's they're each positioned on speci specific areas that are in front of this uh, hatch that's in the floor that then goes down into the lower level. Um, they are looking between each other, uh, making idle, idle chit-chat, but still keeping an eye out on the crates. So you can see they're talking. It's like, oh, did you see the ball game last night, or listen to, listen to it on the uh, on the radio? Yeah, everything's fine. Give me a luck roll. Uh, whoever's got the lowest luck between you. That would be me, I think. I've oh. got thirty-nine. Ninety-one minus thirty, sixty-one, sixty. I've got sixty even luck. I failed my luck roll. Okay. Um. They do mention something, though. As I said, did you hear? Um, do you hear about the uh, the shindig going down at the uh, at the head office tonight? Said, so, oh, yeah, I heard about it, but no, uh, us peons aren't going to get invited to that anyway. If anything, we'll probably need to start heading back to the estate and cleaning up everything as the uh, as the boss is heading over to uh, where was it again? Some India somewhere. Yeah, he gets to go all the nice places, and we get to stick here. A uh, little bit of disgruntled talk between them, but they don't go into any other detail about what the shindig is. Hmm. Well. I could take one of them. No. Okay, I, I, I have an idea for a distraction. Because we just want to deal with the bugs and then skedaddle, right? So I'm going to go remove a, uh, a head from one of our uh, esteemed victims. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hack, 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 hack. Yep. And there's a head of a former guard. Yep. And I'm going all to. Over the place. So away where they were to go towards the noise where they would be heading away from the stairs, mm -hmm. like looking away. I'm going to pelt the head into a wall. <laughs> okay. Um. Does it give me a throw roll? A 31 is a fail. Um, you know what? 11 luck. Let's make that a pass. <laughs> okay. Right. You throw it with all your might. And yeah, you throw it over towards one wall. There's a 
well, to anyone else, I would say it would be a sickening thud and the red smear going down the wall. To you, it's just, meh, it's just a thud. Um, and it does land near a one of these larger, longer crates, and then it just drops and lands on one of um, on one of them. But you do hear the the com well, not the commotion, but the chit chat just go quiet. And there's a hush, 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 hush. Ben, hey, Joe, where are you? What was that? And there's a kind of muttering between. Oh, you better go and check that out. Yeah, you, you go with him. Uh, and two of them start uh, that are on that side start to head their way over to where the sound came from. The other two are watching them go in that direction. So their attention is focused. So if both of you, um, if you're both attempting to make a run for it and go across to those staircase, um, it's a hard stealth roll. No, <laughs> nope. 92. Not oh, oh hard. Yeah, I make it, but it's not hard. I okay. Could, I could spend luck, but if you're seen and you can't spend luck, there's no point in it. Yep. Yeah, this is when if both of you need to pass. So as you emerge from the the crates doing your run, maybe it's out of the corner of the guy's eye, maybe something shiny reflects and he just sees this glint of light. But otherwise he turns around. And both the other, two, both of the two that remain there, turn round, raising guns. They're only small handguns. You probably think they're probably a thirty-two caliber, so not mass, not not massive damage, but they start shooting. At that point, we're going to cut over to the restaurant over in uh, over in Brooklyn. So, Magnus is the only one turning up to the mafia. Yeah. You, you arrive fairly punctually. Traffic's been fairly good. Um, the restaurant is fairly lively. I mean, it's uh, it's lunchtime service, so all the locals, the regulars that come in here, and all the uh, the black uh, black suit, white shirt, black tie wearing mafioso are here to get their uh, to get their favourite meals. Um, you are greeted at the front door by the concierge. He says, oh, "Um, Mr. Frost, isn't it?" That's the one. Ah. I see that uh, it would just be the ta uh, for one rather than five. Uh, yes, unfortunately, my uh, colleagues are preoccupied elsewhere. Oh, no. Well, we still have a table for eight set aside for you. Just you'll have plenty of plenty of room to uh, choose which seat you Stretch want, uh, want to choose. <laughs> so, if you like to uh, like to follow me, mm. and he leads you to the same table at the back of the room uh, that's on this well, raised platform, where you can see uh, there are a couple of uh, the locals there. That will be Casale, who you've dealt with previously, and also, I can never remember his name, uh, Bonventure uh, bon uh, bon is there as well, who was the head of the group where Bresciani was part of. Um, they both get up and shake hands and obviously gesture for you to take any seat you wish and say, again, uh, lunch is on us. Spot uh, what good friends do, so feel free to order what you like from the menu. Um, cool, so I'll uh, order some pasta, pasta puttanesca and some uh, some cannolis and, and stuff like that, and uh, mm -hmm. I'll get some to take away for the for the for Zoe, you know. Okay, something sweet. <laughs> no worries, then they, the the chef will be making that up to uh, to pick up when you leave. Cool. So. Um, 
Bon Ventura sits there, leans back in his chair. Uh, Casale shuts up in the uh, presence of his superior and just lets his, uh, lets his boss do the talking. So you wanted a, uh, wanted a quick chat? Yeah. Um, it seems the, the man we're both hunting down, he's, uh, he's played you again. What do you mean, played us? Uh, my contacts saw him at Penn Station last night buying a ticket uh, out of town at 10 o'clock. Uh, we also know that he has access to uh, quite a high-level uh, explosive device. So it seems his plan was to send you folks into those warehouses, have a little light show, and then skip town. Hmm... Would that be the explosives that are from uh, our also other missing friend, uh, Mr. Arditu? Aye, that's the ticket. Uh, yes, I don't particularly like the sound of that. It sounds yeah, um, like uh, this gentleman uh, works for another company, uh, a, a, uh, a warring company, but there's Caduceus, and then there's another company called um, uh, uh, the Inner Knight. Uh, they're they're from uh, out east, and um, they are trying to sabotage each other. And so, what the Inner Knight were trying to do was uh, they got their man in uh, to infiltrate it into your group, and he was trying to get you guys to cause some trouble for Caduceus by uh, basically starting a, starting another war, which I know uh, for you gentlemen is the last thing you were wanting. Mm. And uh, so there would be bloodshed on both sides. And so the inner knight could uh, go off and, you know, swipe out half the, the competition in one, one foul swoop and they can get on with their business. He, he turns to Casale and asks, You've heard, have you heard of this company? He just shakes his head. Um, so... Bonventure turns back to you and says, well, this, when you say out east, I mean, we're almost as far east as you can get. Is it, you, you're talking overseas? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, that's what, that's what this town's turning into for lots of, uh, lots of foreign investment. Still a weird name for a company. Mm. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. Mm, I don't like the sound of this. Well, uh... We, that's that's why I just I didn't want um, you you gentlemen have uh, have been good to me and my people, um, so I wanted to repay the favor by making sure that um, you didn't walk into an ambush. Now I have people that are working on trying to access or find out where this exposed device is and find out exactly what is going on at Red Hook, but uh, I was going to make the suggestion that possibly uh, you might want to. Um, head over to uh, Penn Station and have a few men hiding out there and, you know, have a conversation? Well, if we have a uh, conversation with him, we'll probably bring him back here uh, rather than do it in public. But, yeah, I don't think he's stupid enough to put up a scene in public if we were to go down there with a few friends and just escort him on another means of transportation. Uh... If I could give you, if if I could give you some friendly advice, I'd say take take a few of them. This this guy, from what I've heard from him, this he, he's he's got a few tricks up his sleeve. So um, 
yeah, don't uh, don't underestimate him. I'd say if you if you've got the men to spare, um, you know, use them. Okay. Well, we still we still have this issue regarding Meadham. You still th- you think this is us being played that we've been sent at this warehouse delivery? Because I've got a lot of people oh, yeah. itching itching to get a piece out of this Caduceus. Oh, me and my group are, are, are on the same uh, the same uh, piece of mind. We we uh, right now we're 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 uh, working for Caduceus just for the sake of it, we're able to ascertain information about what they're going on and what they're sort of doing. But uh, we're no friends of uh, of the Caduceus Foundation, and and we are potentially looking at at uh, at doing some damage to Caduceus ourselves. Uh, if that is the case, we will give you a call. If you if you're interested in if you do have people who are who are itching to um, partake in some uh, some damage, uh, we we uh, we can give you a call, and we would obviously uh, appreciate your assistance and. In that as well. Mm. Okay, so questions have been asked, say, about first of all, Bresciani tells us that there are drugs coming in through this place. Then we uh, we get this obviously fake trail saying that now he's being held captive at this place. We get mm. blood smeared over the wall of one of our safe houses saying that it's all to do with Meadham and that Meadham own and that Meadham's company owns this warehouse. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. The leader of the uh, the inner night, the company. Yeah, that's that's Rose Meadham. That's his daughter. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You know, you, you know what families are like, right? Oh, yeah. He he smiles and nods. I I think I know exactly what families are like. Oddly enough, yeah. yeah. I mean, have you met me, brother Connor? I mean, Jesus. Hmm. I I remember. Yes. Uh, but that's why he was. That this guy was working for Rose Meadham, so when he wrote Meadham's regards, he was talking about that Meadham. But it was also going to make you guys get more angry at Josh, at uh, at Joshua, because you would think that was the Meadham in question. Yeah, he's he's uh, uh, no offense to you, but this guy's been playing you since since day one. Yeah. No, no. So this um, this sounds, yeah, this sounds like a, a tactic we can understand. But. W- the only question that remains then obviously well on that topic i mean there's no question regarding what we're going to do to uh, our dear former friend and so former associates uh, mr bresciani when we get hold of him and like i said we'll drop you a line when we've got him here so that you can have a word with him as well um what is at that warehouse that's of so much interest um Caduceus are doing stuff they shouldn't. They're they're trying to make um, things that can do. I mean, their whole humanitarian cover. Let's just say it's actually the opposite. It's a uh, yeah, yeah. They're trying to make uh, things that that'll wipe out entire civilizations and you know they're trying to make uh, some bad stuff so that's pretty much what would happen is you you gentlemen would go in the bomb would go off and it would release 
whatever toxins and things they're making in their labs there. And uh, it, it could kill, well, all of you and uh, quite a considerable amount of, uh, of, uh, of uh, New York and uh, possibly spread through the, the US. What you mean like chemical, uh, this is Casale popping up this time actually, what you mean like chemical warfare? That, that oh yeah, yeah that, that, that's, that's, that's why it's a delicate situation of uh, I've got people that are trying to, um, to uh, quell that, you know, to get rid of the, the toxins. Uh, and then if the bomb goes off without that stuff in, it's fine. I just look, I, I know, uh, and I kind of lower my voice at this, I know you gentlemen don't have a problem with um, with with dealing with death, but uh, I know uh, as well that you've got no interest in wiping out 90% of uh, New York and, and, and that kind of thing. That's not your game. No, no, no. I, um, this is Bonventure. No, no, no. I completely agree. Um, we... We have no problem in the right circumstances. Maybe taking people off a chessboard or um, putting them six feet under or making them sleep with the fishes, mm. but it's business and it has to be profitable. Yeah. This sounds like military shit. This sounds like something that is, it should be just taken off the board completely. I mean, you say your your group are going to go down there and just blow this blow this stuff up. No, so I've got a a a, a group that are uh, heading in now to try and remove all of the the toxins and all the chemical stuff that's bad, so that if this bomb that our friend has already set up, if that goes up, it will be a hit to Caduceus, but it's not going to spread all the toxins, right? Because okay. they'll they will have been quelled. That's that's what my group are uh, are dealing with at Corinth. And um, they, can, they can dispose of this stuff so that it's not, not in our city. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the plan. Yeah. That's, that's our, uh, that's our plan. Yeah. Right. And then, um, as you say, if we can take the hit to Caduceus and then, um, yeah, we're trying to kind of bring into light. It's, it's also potential that, uh, Caduceus have already taken out a town in uh, Oklahoma, completely wiped that out. Um, doing all oh, this, um, this Bingham place, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're uh, that was one of their humanitarian efforts to to deal with the outbreak of polio. Yeah. Uh, we think yeah, that, that was their their ground zero for testing this chemical, wiping out the whole town, and then uh, making sure yeah. it worked. Because yeah. yeah, I mean, our guys, because we've got the restaurant just across the uh, across the way from the Meadham building. Mm. Um, it seems like a couple of days ago when the story broke in the news that they've been. Um, organizing some kind of fundraiser that's happening in the building tonight. So they've got a whole load of uh, high society, um, high society dignitaries coming in from all across the city. So they're throwing some kind of music and auction event that's happening in the building tonight. Huh? I didn't know that. Um, well, that means we probably don't, that's a lot of innocence that could go. We don't want to rush in guns blazing tonight then. Cause that's uh, Oh, Shit. What if he's put the bomb there? Oh, well, he, he raises his eyebrows. Um, again, turns to Casale, and Casale says, Oh, Ardito was our safe cracker. He was a he was a proficient demolitions expert. If I don't think he would make one bomb, that wouldn't be his style. He'd make several. <laughs> oh, of course he would. 
And so let me work this out. We got three warehouses. And they they're bigger. He could just use one bomb on each of them, and then he could put the rest out of Caduceus. And what time's the uh, the event? Do you guys know what time the fundraiser is? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's starting at eight o'clock, and it goes through until well, well into the morning. All right, so we've got eight o'clock. We've got the we've got the event on. We know that at sundown, supposedly you guys were going to be rushing into the warehouses. And we know that he's got a train out of here at 10. And so he's obviously sticking around to watch the fireworks. Um, okay. I still think it's worth it. You guys having some men out at, uh, at Penn Station to, to get him. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think. Uh, we're dealing with the warehouse. We're going to have to maybe, I might have to get some of my other crew to go in and um, just because, I mean, I don't give, care about uh, like meet him and all those people, at the, but all the dignitaries. And um, is there any way you gentlemen, do you have connection with, uh, with some of the guests? Uh, it's a, as far as I understand, it's quite a large guest list that they've thrown out at fairly short notice. I mean, we might have tapped into a few of them, but even so, this is, this is kind of upper class uh, dilettante bullshit that uh, lots of money getting thrown around here. Uh, we're not going to have massive influence there. Right. I was going to say if you could stop people from going. Uh, now, look, I think uh, the, ma the main concern is we're, we're dealing with uh, the warehouse. You guys steer clear of that. Um, you deal with the Penn Station stuff and let me and my crew deal with... Uh, with, with whatever, if we are going to go and attack and do all that stuff from the tower, uh, if we're going to try and sort the bombs, do you guys have another bomb guy? Oh, we've got a few, but like I say, it's uh, he was our main guy. All right. Well, I've kind of got a bomb guy. Well, I've got a guy who can, I've got an inventor basically, he can deal with that. Um, all right. Well, yeah. So you guys, you guys deal with, uh, the Penn Station stuff, and I'll I'll uh, uh -huh. I'll keep you posted. Well, um, we, we we won't send anyone down to Red Hook if you've got the situation covered there. Um, yeah. We would appreciate an update on hopefully that stuff getting the hell out of our city. Um, oh, but yeah. when we've when we've apprehended our mutual friend, we'll let you know. Yeah, just on that, um. There, there, there could be a surprise when you start uh, removing body parts. Oh, we're not going to get that heavy. Not until you get here anyway. Oh, okay. Great then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. We can kind of uh, prepare you a little bit then. All right. So I'll deal with this. I'll give you a call when we've got rid of it and um, keep, keep clear of the, 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 dock, uh, the red hook because mm. that's what, what he wants. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I'll be in touch. Done. We'll we'll wait to hear from you. So I'll get up, shake their hands. Mm -hmm. You know. Yep. Yeah, in which case, your um, your takeaway is uh, delivered to you at the front door, and cool. you can head on back to uh, make Zoe's uh, afternoon. Um, oh yeah. Just to check then. Say, Odd is still plugging away at making gate boxes by this point. Uh, you've learnt the spell. You're then actually physically making the boxes, and Gerhardt, you are still digesting tomes, or have you got anything else in mind? No, I'm going to 
keep reading the Necronomicon, but I'll take like little power naps, mm -hmm. 20 minute naps, and then go back into reading for an hour, two hours, and then a 20 minute nap, and then read. It helps mm -hmm. digest it. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're learning a fair amount about the, uh, about the fabled Irem, the city of pillars, where supposedly Al-Hazred Al got his information that he then penned into the Necronomicon. You're realizing that certain bits of it, this, this definitely seems like an incomplete text because there's quite large jumps in passages. But yeah, at the moment that seems, and plus you've learned, say, something already from, the, uh, from some of the early passages that are in there. And it's all nice and calm at Oddie's, um, at Oddie's place. Nice. Right, the bullets are flying back at the warehouse. So um, you've got two guys which are taking pot shots at you. So let me do quick rolls for them. Oh, that's a straight over one guy's head. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the bullets are flying. They're going nowhere near you, but they're flying. Are they, so how close are they to the crates? Up their way, there's the, the crates take up kind of two thirds of the interior part of the warehouse. And then the other third is this open section where the hatch is, okay. which we would then be able to go downstairs. They are by the bay doors that are right out against the waterfront. So they're, there's a good distance away from you. Okay, so, so while they're shooting at me at bullets, I'm going to return fire with a lightning gun and still make for the stairs. <laughs> How many charges do you want to put in it? Um, just three, because I can't hit two. Well, actually, I have the insane... Uh... Reality. Mm-hmm. I thought I also had uh, a light. You both go around the corner. Augmented firearms. <laughs> yes, you Is do. Is it possible so you to can... shoot two of them with the same bolt of lightning? It's a firearm skill. I don't see why not. So you're going to split between two targets and try and do the uh, try and do the same shot. So remember that using an insane talent, you have you compare it against your Cthulhu Mythos to see if you get the intended outcome so this is get the... well if i had a higher luck pool i'd be a little more excited but... yeah you, you have to get pretty darn low on your attack it's, it's an extreme on the pan gun and cthulhu mythos right yeah uh the result is equal to or below one-fifth of the augmented skill and equal or below your regular Cthulhu Mythos skill. Okay, well, uh, I think we'll just... I'll just shoot one of them. We'll okay. have it on three. Failed up to three. I mean, right? it would scare the crap out of the other one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he'll, be, he'll maybe... His, his pants will change, change colour, definitely. Yeah. Oh, eight. That is an extreme success. See, I should have just gone for it. That wouldn't happen oh, well, if I just declared it. Yeah, it would be nice. Universe works. It would have been like a double O. Well, that, that does mean, as you say, an extreme success. That's going to be thirty points of damage. Then thirty points of damage. And there is an almighty kaboom that echoes around the interior of the warehouse, and yeah, there's two boots left, kind of smoking where the guy was once was once stood. And the guy next to him, uh, yeah, he flips his shit and starts running. He, you can tell he just kind of looks at this, look, looks at the shoes, looks at you and just goes, fuck this. And just, um, he turns around 
and legs it straight toward the open bay doors and jumps into the uh, into the water outside. Okay, and then where those other two guys were amongst the crates or where they went? Yep, they um, are now is, coming back. Is there an explosive? Is there something that's labeled for explosives near there? Give me a luck roll. Oh no. A one! <laughs> I'm not going to get caught again with this. You can give me a power roll because you rolled a one <laughs> on your luck. <laughs> and I want to fail that, right? Yes, you do. Which I did. So 1d10 power? Indeed. <laughs> Oh. Eight. Hey. Oh awesome. So, not only do you have a crate of explosive there, um, you have at your discretion one set of one crate that, if that goes off, will set a chain reaction off that blows up the rest of the warehouse. Oh, given the given the position of where you are, with a dex check, you can ride the shockwave out through the door, the bay doors, and out into the uh, out into the water to um, to survive the blast. And that should deal with everything in here. It will take everything up with it. Bugs and all right, I'm shooting it. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't have to worry about poisoning the bug. <laughs> it's excellent. It's just... Kill many birds, many mosquitoes. <laughs> many, many mosquitoes. <laughs> right, give me that roll. Don't mess it up. Oh, nine! Ah. Extreme success! <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, all you need is one charge on that because it's just a crate. But so you yep. get through the wood. Um, so in that second, there's this burning sensor, like a burning sound as it uh, goes straight through the wooden crate, hits the dynamite inside. Just as the two guys are kind of running around, going, "Hey, you!" And then there's just white. There's this flash, a boom, which is heard. Um, actually, just as Magnus comes out of the restaurant, there is a kaboom. From uh, from a kind of red hook direction, Gerhardt looks up from his book, going, "Was that thunder?" Odd is concentrating. No, there's pi divided by x over y, x squared. No, and concentrating on hypergeometry doesn't even notice the blast. But um, you are then, uh, if you want to give me a dex roll for both the good doctor and Connor. Okay, so I'm going to need to spend um, pass. 23 points of luck, which I will do. <laughs> oh, he's riding the line. Right, you are catapulted by the blast from one of the crates that goes off deeper in the warehouse off to your left, thrown through the air like a can like two cannonballs that then eject out through the bay doors, and just this huge, one after another, like dominoes falling, explosions inside the warehouse. And this, not quite a mushroom cloud, but this huge pillar of fire just rises into the sky that will be seen for miles across the city. And then splash into the water. And you, you come up, gasp, uh, eventually gasping for breath, bobbing on the, uh, the water. There is chaos everywhere. Uh, people are running scared. Other warehouses have been hit in the, um, hit in the blast. But the neighbouring Caduceus one, the one that you'd previously been in, has also been caught and is on fire. Likewise, several of the buildings around here have been have gone up in flames. Um, you can see the old uh, the old security guard kind of staggering out of the uh, the remains of the now partially demolished neighbouring warehouse. Got kind of smoke, smoky face, kind of pushing his hat back on his head, shaking his head, and going, "I'm not fucking cleaning this up," and just turning round and uh, walking away. So where where is our where is our friend who also jumped into the ocean? Oh, let's see if he actually gets a 
chance to do a swim roll. Ah, uh, 35. He's got splashing away, kind of trying to, almost doing doggy paddle, trying to keep his head above water. Help him. Help him along. <laughs> Just hit him with a thing. Help him along. <laughs> Help him along. Um, no witnesses. He is a prone target at this point, so if you want to just go over there and <laughs> lend him a hand, uh, you yeah, see will... that, that hand is going to go glug, 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 glug. <laughs> So there, there is another body that may eventually be fished out of the, uh, the river eventually. Oh. But yeah, the, there are numerous points along the, uh, along the wharf where there are steps that you can use to climb back up. So admittedly, sopping wet, you can get, you know, you can get back on the docks. Dr. Marcello, we need to do stuff more often. I know I was saying that before, but we we definitely, you and I, we, this is, we make a much better partner than Magnus when this is all over. I think we should consider a partnership. Uh, I've never experienced anything like that before. See, it has been the beginning of a beautiful friendship, <laughs> walking off into the distance. <laughs> Connor's never been so gleeful. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, in which case, there's not much really scheduled to happen then until this evening. So we know Magnus is going back to the uh, back to the lab. Where I just want to Odd... say, when I when I walked out and then heard the explosion, I stuck my head back in the door and went, "Red Hook's still with." <laughs> Uh, yeah, pretty much everyone in the restaurant has just stopped and is kind of, was it some kind of explosion or was it some kind of an earthquake? And uh, just Casale and Bonventure at the other end of the restaurant uh, sat there with glasses of red wine, just chinked them together and I'll raise them in your direction with a, with a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and then I'll leave. Okay, unless um, the good doctor and Connor have got anything else they want to do on the way back, we can probably skip to about five o'clock. Okay, so arriving back at the, uh, the warehouse then, um, now fully dry, so not squelching uh, along, uh, along the way, but definitely looking still a bit bedraggled, um, you are all back at the warehouse as the good doctors then decide to say, give an odd, take two of these and call me in the morning. And remember, plenty of fluids and painkillers. You are all ready and willing. Hey, uh, Doc. Oh, yes. Uh, do you want to try that uh, that stuff you were talking about? I I have the first batch um, ready to, to try to help roll back the uh, snake mutation process. Right. Now, mind you, I have not had ample time to test this thoroughly out yet. Eh, we'll give it a whirl. What's the Why would you wanted to do that? Because I want to be the pretty one in the family. Oh, so you're admitting that I'm prettier than you. Okay. I don't know. Let's ask Zoe. No, she's just quietly chomping down on the uh, the remainder of her uh, remainder of her Italian lunch. Hey, well, what is the uh, what is the appearance of the person that I that I took over? You know, they could be way That's higher a good than your seventy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, give give me three d six times five. <laughs> Find it. <laughs> Twenty four. <laughs> mm. 
15. All right. Yeah. 13, so that's, oh, 65. Oh, yes! <laughs> there we go. Just shot. I feel pretty. Oh, All right. Pretty. This is multiple stages. We can try this. All right, let's give it a crack. All right. Okay, so Dr. Marcello, do you want to give me, because this is going to be using your augmented medical skill to see if you can try and uh, stave off or reverse the process that Magnus is going through. Okay. Um, give me a use of your insane talent. So this is your medical skill that also for perfect results will need to be under one fifth of your medicine skill and under your Cthulhu mythos at the same time. Okay, so an under, uh, here, let's just roll and see what, how much luck I need to pump into it, unless it's good. 14, very nice, okay, 80, that's, uh, that's definitely one-fifth of medicine, and mm -hmm. the Cthulhu Mythos is 21, so one-fifth of that. No, is, it's, uh, just, uh, it's just a regular Mythos success you need. It's the, big, the bigger, the skill itself needs to be under a fifth. And then if that role is also under just your regular mythos skill, then okay. So now I roll again and try to get under twenty-one. No, that's it. You, you've you've done it because it's under oh. that fourteen is also under twenty-one. That that's how combined roles work. Oh yeah. It's all the head injuries from earlier, the explosions. <laughs> your ears are still ringing. Exactly. <laughs> Usually that's not my typical day in the office. And it's like I'm ready. What? <laughs> right. Uh, as you said, this is going to be a multi-stage thing. Um, what happens for the moment then is that having successfully administered this to Magnus, if Magnus takes enough damage that would have uh, pushed you up the tree, just as it did with Connor, mm. ignore the first instance. Okay, cool. I'll take it for now. That's good. Yeah. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I feel good. I feel like that, that might have helped, Doc. We'll, we'll, uh, as you say, a we'll, we'll few stages, so we'll, uh, we'll keep passes and... Um, and hopefully we have some uh, some good results. I appreciate you you looking out for me there, though. Oh, of course, certainly. Oh, and I'm taking thorough notes on this. Oh boy, this looks like it might have been successful. I didn't. Uh, Mercury levels were just right. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna fill them in all on uh, what I obviously spoke to with with the mob, uh, and I'm also gonna say, uh, so Connor, I'm thinking, do you think it might be worth it, uh, taking this guy's skin? Because then you could maybe, if Rose is expecting him. I can't eat a serpent person. That's not how it works. No, but can't you just take his, like, the skin that he's using? No. No. Oh, no, it's imprinted. That... It's imprinted to a. All right, well, you can just. Serpent person. At least as far as I'm aware. Is that right, Gabe? <laughs> yeah, he's got chowing down on another, another pigeon. Um, he looks up with a feather between his teeth. What's <laughs> that? Can uh, if can he take another serpent person's skin? Like if they're wearing a skin, can he take it? <laughs> Spits out another couple of feathers. Uh, that's a different spell. Um, that's a variant of consume likeness that I know some of the other the other folks in the uh, the inner night were using. Not not one that I know. But in theory, they they could trade skins around as long as they had the, the spell to back up using it. Okay. Might, might so get a bit messy. It's like, it's like, I don't know, trading underwear and moving it from one person to the next. It might be a bit 
horrible for the next user. Well, there you go. I, not at the moment. I cannot take it. I cannot uh, take his skin, so to speak. Uh, the other thing that we all need to know is that there's um, a fundraiser on at Caduceus tonight with a bunch of uh, dignitaries and a lot of innocent people and lives, and there's potential that some of the other bombs are at Caduceus. Well, that's a perfect distraction. It blows up where the having the gala, we go into the basement. I mean, that's one way to look at it. Well, it's one way to look at it when you consider that if a few innocent people die, it's better than the entire world. That, yeah, yeah. yeah that, there's no denying that. And... So many innocent lives, though. That's, that's, we don't even know yeah. how many. We, I mean, you say, you say a few. You say a few, but um, it sounds like there's going to be a pretty big shindig on there, so it could be upwards of, of 200 people. But maybe they're all backers of Caduceus, and they're fully aware of what's going on. Well, they could be backers, but maybe not they're know snake anything. people. Well, I mean, just, just saying, if, if 200 is your rough guess, uh, I think we've already... Uh, I've already taught more than that today, so you don't have to worry about that. It's fine. That's just another drop in the bucket of today. So, if you'd like to think about it that way. Yeah, but I don't know if those and people are innocent people. Well, I mean, the, the neighboring warehouses, I would assume, that all, you know, exploded and burst into flames. Hmm. So I have something for us that I've been oh. working on all day. I think you shouldn't have. What have you got for us, Adi? No, I haven't tested it yet, but um, maybe I'll just show you. I'm sorry, I'm I'm out of it. I think I injured myself a little today. Um, I'm going to take one of the boxes and set it on the table in front of them. I'm going to take the other box and I'm going to walk into the other room and then use the box to teleport back to the other box. Okay, so that's a fairly short hop. Yeah. Um, that's only going to be... Uh, it's one sanity point regardless for, for distance. Okay. And one magic point as well. Okay. Have I gotten... Oh, I had hours, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so they, they will have... Yeah. Uh, the, the magic points won't necessarily... You've got, you can probably have one of them come back. So that would be enough to do right. this demonstration without All hurting right. Alright, so I'm, I'm then back down to zero, but I'll be back mm -hmm. to my normal self tomorrow. So, and I appear back in the... Uh, oh my work. god! So should we do a sanity check? <laughs> but you were... Uh, and yeah, then... Actually. Yeah. But... Adi! Oh, I passed with a 40. I passed with a 40 as well! <laughs> 38. I'm, I'm gonna long? kind of just like tap how long did Body, it take just to me? make sure he's there? How long did it take me to, to get here? Uh, it's instantaneous. I know, but I'm asking them. How long oh, did it? It, it, it's it was instantaneous. Instantaneous. It took me 17 years to get back. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From my perspective. All right. So uh, we're calling this a gate box. And they attract one another. So if we were to leave one here, and we were to go to Calcutta, we could get instantaneously back to here if we needed to. So it's a bit like the 
the things that that um, that they've been making, right? The, the, well, they're they're they I think they're working on a big giant gate. Yeah, but but Adi, I, I'm not sure if this will work for multiple people. If just going to ask if we were all holding on to one another. What if you make Old can hands. you make multiple ones? Oh my God, it was so hard. Uh, yeah, I think it might be easier to make more of them. And because the thing is, is that it only brings the two things together again. So it's not like you could then go back to Calcutta instantaneously. Right. It's a one-way ticket. But I was, I was thinking, maybe, maybe now that you said there's some sort of party, it's not necessary. I mean, we could go into address as waiters or something. But uh, I was thinking if one of us snuck into Caduceus and, and left the box inside Caduceus, then in the middle of the night, we could just teleport into Caduceus, get what we needed, or do what we wanted. And if that person's sneaking and gets in a bad spot, they can just teleport back here. Mm. If it goes wrong. Well, no, because see, we would be teleporting there. Right. But I, I understand your plan, but I've seen the person who's going to go plant this box. It's a safety net for them when they're breaking into Caduceus. Oh yeah! If they got caught while they were doing that, then they could get they could back here. Snap back! But then the then the the plot wouldn't work anyway. So I'm if I make another true. set, we might be able to jump back and forth. But it isn't known, like you said, if it one box could work with multiple people without ending up having us all fused together with arms and legs. Oh Jesus Christ! I didn't think of that. I mean, I should do some some tests. Anyways, we're on our on, on our way towards uh, figuring this out. Hopefully, I got put together correctly. That was fantastic. Blink of an eye. Well, it's something that they had in their blueprints. I'm more surprised they haven't made these things. Maybe they have. At that point, off in the um, off in the distance, um, you hear the cry of the various newsies and the. Uh, all the boys hanging out newspapers and there's the uh, the cry of extra extra read all about it warehouse explosion kills 125 so far read all about it jesus and... christ connor <laughs> well so my numbers were off by 75 okay <laughs> well they said they did say so far so far so far <laughs> there's hope well, we'll go over 200 did you leave any of them alive no. Are they the counting chair. the bugs? Because that was what... Well, I, yeah. I think there'd be no trace of them. I mean, that's I mean that, that, that's, that, the, that's main the main warehouse point. is the, gone. Were the bugs still there? Gone, gone. Gone. Uh, there's also the phone rings. Hello? No. Ah, good, Mr. Frost. We're hoping we'd be in touch with you. It's Casale again. Hey, Casale. How you doing? <laughs> Yeah, good. This is a number we uh, caught you at last time, so that's uh, that's good. Um, we thought we'd let you know that we've had our guys stationed at Pe um, stationed at Penn Station, just in case our friend decided to turn up early. Mm -hmm. Yeah, guess what's happened? Uh, it looks like an early after the explosion. Yeah. Mm. So, if you want to come down to the Green Garden Cafe, we can have a word with him. I think. Uh... I think me and my brother would be uh, very. Uh... Oh, actually, no, no, my brother's not going to make it. Yeah, I've got an, another colleague of mine. Your interrogation um, expert. My interrogation expert, Barry. Yeah, Barry's going to come with me. 
Okay, well, we'll look forward to seeing you and Barry in a, in a little while. Yeah. And on that note, we will leave it there for tonight. <laughs> oh. Barry. We've got a Gary and a Barry. Our players start, uh, Our players included Stuart Lively, Jason Milnichok, Morgan Llewellyn, Zane Fleming, and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The cost of all with a short provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universal HP Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. <laughs>